Can the Marshall Thundering Herd compete for a Sunbelt title in 2023? It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. We'll be joined shortly from the guys from Thundercast, the Marshall Thundering Herd podcast, KD and Russ. We will talk about Marshall football, who should be the Sunbelt Player of the Year in basketball, and about the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Today's episode of Lockdown Sunbelt is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today. To get started, hey, let's talk a little Marshall Thundering Herd, a little football, a little basketball with KD and Russ. Let's bring them on in here uh, to Lockdown Sunbelt, guys. Appreciate your time. Uh, what was it like this past season with Charles Huff and the and the Marshall Thundering Herd? They had a a roller coaster season to begin with, and then obviously ended up on a high note. Yeah, yeah Russ, if you don't mind, I'm going to hop in and take off. Uh, Russ and I talked about it quite a bit. It was a I guess you could call it a little bit of a ho-hum season, three and three to start out. They made the big quarterback change, and that seemed to be the catalyst of how things changed, really. Uh, it was a big blow going into the season with uh, star running back Rasheen Ali going down before week one, so we thought, uh-oh. And then all that happens is Kalen Laburn turns in one of the best performances by a Marshall running back ever to really uh, lift that herd to a – a nine-win season. It was it was awesome to watch in real time. It was great to to watch these dudes uh, develop and evolve. This defense was just fierce, man. They were a lot of fun to watch, and I know Russ and I enjoyed really every minute of it. Russ, was there a line coach that left? Was it right after the what was it beating Notre Dame? Wasn't that a problem? All of a sudden, they beat Notre Dame and they they missing a line coach and they stumbled uh, after that. Yeah, our our coach, Coach Huff, uh, talked about that on our podcast a little bit. We asked that very question, how big of an impact that was. And he said, you know, it, it was an impact. Uh, it was not the definitive impact, uh, but that's tough to deal with. You know, some of these people uh, looked at him like a father figure. They were recruited by him, that sort of thing. So anytime you lose, lose a coach in the middle of the week, in the middle of the season, it's got to be an impact. They regrouped later on. The quarterback change kind of helped uh, that offensive line solidify. And at the end of the year, they were just as big a part of the success of our football team than any other position. Let's get back to Rasheen Ali because I met him at Sunbelt Media Days. Like you said, all of a sudden he just wasn't playing and it had gotten around, I guess. It didn't really matter why, although at first it was thought to be uh, a mental health break, but it ends up actually he was injured. Yeah, so um, – he was just very private about it. The family was very private about it. And he, uh, he didn't really say why, uh, but he had to have surgery and he was recovering. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because he did not say, and Marshall could not due to HIPAA laws say why, um, it was just a lot of speculation by fans and media all around. And, uh, he just is privately wanted to handle it his way, but he had a, an injury at a practice right before the season started. And that just caused chaos everywhere. I mean, you lose a player like Rasheen Ali, what do you do? Well, luckily we had Kalen Laburn right there. 
Right. KD, what about, what was the, uh, how much uh, injection did he have at the end of the year? Because, you know, you head into November and, you know, guys are falling off. They've been practicing and playing for three months. And all of a sudden, you basically, Marshall gets their best player back from the year before. Yeah, you get a guy back that leads the country in touchdowns from the season before. And all of a sudden, Marshall gets the weapons that we had been talking about. Man, how unbelievably um, lethal would it be to have a Rasheen Ali, Kalen Laburn backfield with the mobility of Cam Fancher? And we got to see it finally. And I think an injection of excitement is putting it mildly because we saw what we had hoped to see out of Rasheen Ali, that he was back. You know, there was no denying that. He just brings something different to the game. He plays in, in just a way that you can't help but love to watch. So to get him back for the final three games, uh, including that bowl game, was huge. And, of course, the biggest part out of all that is, well, you know, you only played three games, not four or five, so he still got one in the in the pocket if if he right. chooses to remain in Huntington for that extra year. It is Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. We're talking Marshall Thundering Herd with the guys from Thundercast, KD uh, and Russ. All right, let's talk about one of the games that I, I happen to watch, and it really could have put in, it could have put Marshall in a tailspin. They lost a tough ball game to the Louisiana Raging Cajuns uh, on a call. They actually get a stop, uh, and they commit a foolish penalty, rushing the punter over the center. So they got called for that penalty, uh, and then the game was over because I think the Cajuns uh, – capitalized on that and got a touchdown and Marshall's offense couldn't get anything going after that. How did Marshall respond from that one? Because it could have gone in the other direction uh, instead of the way it did. Yeah, it was that game that uh, Henry Columbia got uh, injured with uh, concussion protocols and it happened on the final play ish. I think they ran one down to play just kneeling down or whatever uh, to end the first half. And then right. he came back out, had one series, tried to throw, just clearly wasn't himself. Uh, they recognized there was a problem, pulled him out. Uh, from that point on, it was when the season turned around. But it was just a little too late in that game to try to come back in the second half with a quarterback being thrust into playing every snap. And uh, that after that, though, that's when we went down to James Madison, won that game on the road, right. and then re reeled off uh, all except for that bad start at Coastal. You know, we played flawless the rest of the year almost. So let's talk about what are the expectations coming up for this year. Charles Huffright is going to be in his third season now with Marshall. Uh, they have their quarterback in Cam Fancher. Uh, obviously, the transfer portal, you know, we'll see if Grayson McCall stays at Coastal. I presume that he will, but – you never know. Uh, App State is looking for a new uh, a new quarterback. Where do we think Marshall is going to be in the East in the Sun Belt this season? Well, I don't think uh, we're telling tales out of school to think we should be right at the top competing for the Sun Belt East. We right. lost, uh, you know, some big pieces. Um, famously here more recently, uh, Lance Gidry is now the defensive coordinator right. at the U. So we have right. to replace the defensive He's coordinator. a couple which, of jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which we have uh, seemingly done. There still hasn't been an official announcement, but uh, we think we know who the new D.C. is here in Huntington. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you talked about having the quarterback back. Yep, that's a big deal. Uh, yes, Rasheen Ali is expected to be back. But maybe more importantly, if not at least equally as importantly, three huge pieces from that Marshall defense come back for another year in Huntington. Defensive back, cornerback, Micah Abraham, 
defensive end Owen Porter, who should be on a super short list for Sunbelt Conference Defensive Player of the Year, and uh, linebacker Eli Neal. So this really this her defense isn't going anywhere, and if they found a little bit more explosiveness on offense, they're going to be a danger. They are definitely going to be a danger. I was going to ask you, Russ, do you think Marshall can win the way that, that they're doing it now? Because Troy did it, right? I mean, they beat South Alabama 10-6 to in Mobile, but, you know, and then, you know, they uh, Troy had the amazing ball game in the in the championship game because they were playing Coastal instead of James Madison, and they thrashed uh, Coastal Carolina. But it is more along the lines. You got to score. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to score at least three touchdowns, if not four or five, to compete in college football these days. Although mm-hmm. Marshall and Troy kind of did it the old-fashioned way. We're going to run it and kick it and score enough points to beat you. I think what we will see, and this is totally my opinion, even before the spring practices start. So, you know, things can change. Injuries can happen, all that sort of thing. I think our offense is going to take a major leap forward this mm-hmm. year. And uh, I think that our defense, if they can play anywhere near the all-time performance that they put up last year, I think that this is going to be one of the teams, if not the team to beat in the Sunbelt East at the very least. I do believe that we will have higher passing attack uh, stats, and I do believe that we'll score more in 2023 than we did in 2022. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back with Russ and KD, the guys from uh, Thundercast. We'll talk Marshall basketball, who should be the Sunbelt player of the year. I got a feeling I know who they think it's go- it should be. Uh, and what about Marshall's chances in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament? Let me first tell you about a little FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com. Slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of uh, the NBA. All right, let's go back to uh, Russ and KD. Uh, they see there seems to be uh, from Thundercast, I should say, uh, there seems to be five legitimate player of the year candidates. The only question is, and because the schedule is unbalanced, more of the Eastern teams have seen Marshall than the Western teams. Like South Alabama has not seen Marshall uh, mm-hmm. this year. Uh, does the voting out there, does uh, Atavian Kinsey, who's leading the league in scoring, and next up is Andrew Taylor, do they split the votes? And does that hurt one of those guys? Or uh, does uh, Kinsey take it all the way? I think it very well could because uh... – just of what you said, if people are unfamiliar and most of us are guilty, we're not able to watch every single Sunbelt game every night that they play every Thursday and every Saturday. So you rely on on highlights, you rely on the box score, you rely on the stats, that sort of thing. Uh, Obviously we are very familiar with our team and our guys. Um, I think it would be unfortunate for any player to not get the accolades they deserve just based on, teams not getting to play because of an unbalanced schedule and therefore they're 
they're not voters are not privy to watching them. Right. Uh, right. But I think that anyone that breaks down the stats, just the stats can see that Kinsey is just that much better or more important uh, to our team than Taylor is and the performance that he's put up. Uh, I, I think that splitting votes would be unfortunate and that is not to take away anything from Andy Taylor. That just tells me how good Tavion Kinsey is. Well, I'll, I'll talk about Kinsey here in a second here because I can make the argument that Isaiah Moore is just as important to South Alabama uh, as Jordan Brown is to the Cajuns as, as Kinsey is to, to uh, the Thundering Herd. But Katie, he plays all the time. He does yep. not come out of a ball game. He's yep. played 40 minutes the last three ball games, and I think after you know the tough loss to ULM in double overtime, played 50 minutes. In the next game, he played 33. The man has played like I mean, out of like what five ball games, uh, he's sat on the bench for like three minutes. It's incredible. Yeah, he's uh, unbelievably vital to the success and uh, of Marshall basketball and what head coach Dan D'Antoni wants to do. He's uh, one of those special type players that just thrives in that system. And you're right. He leads the conference in minutes per game, like 37 point, whatever yeah, it is, seven right. minutes per game. He does. He just doesn't come off the floor, but he also just doesn't get tired because it's not like late in games. He's falling off at times. He gets he's taking over, you know? So right. I think it speaks to the greatness of Tavion Kinsey. And to Russ's point, it would be a real shame for him to split votes with Andy Taylor. And we don't want to take anything away from Andy. Andy's great. I mean, great. But it, it to again, to me, it speaks to how great Kinsey is having a player like Taylor on the team with you. They go one and two in the conference and scoring points per game. So to be able to put numbers up and not have to do it all yourself. And he's a distributor, right? He's also, mm -hmm. uh, what, number two, two in the league two in, in, the league. in assists? I mean, they go two and three in the league in assists, so it's not just about scoring. It's about distribution and being that guy in that offense. He's just a phenomenal player. Yeah, Russ, up until about uh, two weeks ago, I really thought Jordan Brown uh, was going to win it. But for some reason, I don't know if he's gotten tired or foul trouble or whatever it is, but he struggled in the last uh, few games after having back-to-back Big ball games. I think one was against Marshall. Yeah, sure uh, and was. then they lost. He had a big ball game, but lost uh, against Southern Miss. Uh, but again, if you just do the top five scorers in the league, all of them have a say on who could be player of the year. Kinsey, Taylor, uh, Isaiah Moore, Crowley, and Jordan Brown could easily all be uh, player of the year because of how important they are to their squad. To revisit the uh, minutes per game, uh, Dave, real quick, yeah. the top three uh, are the Marshall – guards in our backcourt uh, right. with right. with number one being Kenzie, number two being Taylor, and number three being Camden Kerfman. And they come out of the games uh, usually when earlier in the year, a uh, couple of uh, out-of-conference games uh, that they were blowout wins, they brought them out of the game. Otherwise, they are nearly all playing 40 minutes. And it's just crazy to see. But to go back to um, – Kinsey versus Taylor and Kinsey versus other players. Kinsey's number one in the league in not only minutes, not only points, he's second in assists. So combining the two of those points for his team, he's just head and shoulders above everyone. But the key thing when we're talking about shots, how many shots that they've, they've made, Kinsey is making 55.1% from – uh, overall and above 40% from three. Mm. And 
the only person that's above him that has played, you know, a full season sure. and full minutes is Jordan Brown at 56%. And he's a post player underneath. Right. And, you know, Kenzie's getting his from the mid range and on out. And he's um, also free he's, throws. He's like second in the league in free throws made. Right. Something like yeah. That. And when you look at the number of shots that Taylor has put up versus what Kenzie has put up in order to get to that point total, and Taylor is still a, over a full point below Tavion Kenzie, that's just why I don't feel like anyone that deep dives into the stats more than just dipping your toe in could have those two split votes. And again, Taylor is very, very, very good, but Kenzie is getting it done much more efficiently than anyone else in the league, in my opinion, when you factor in the minutes that he plays per game, the points, he's well above everyone else in there. No one uh, is going to pass him uh, in points right. per game. And he's he's getting it done. He's second in assists from a shooting guard level, you know? And most of the time, Camden Kerfman is really our true number two. So Kenzie's getting those assists as a three, Unless we, you know, Marshall doesn't really have those defined numbers, but Kenzie's more often off the ball than than anybody else. It's it he, is locked on getting, Sun Belt. Yeah, yeah, locked on Sun Belt. Your team every day. Here's the thing: I was kind of shocked about Kenzie. He's not a bombs away three guy. He shoots them right, but mm -hmm. he's not shooting in or in amount. What that's all he does. Whereas mm -hmm. I, I got again, Marshall and South Alabama haven't played, so I'm not sure if you've seen. South Alabama at all, but Isaiah Moore may be the most unique player I've ever seen. He is six foot, maybe making over 53% of his shots because they're all from two feet in. Somehow he's always getting the ball over the guy he's guarding. And there's usually somebody behind that guy. Uh, and I mean, he, if he makes something beyond 10 feet, it's a long shot. Although I think he did make a three uh, last week against Southern Miss probably. But he's just one of those unique players. And it may be, as this will be a good segue, we may get a little Marshall-South Alabama matchup uh, in the quarterfinals of uh, the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Uh, so let's talk Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Uh, Marshall looks like, I guess they've already gotten a, a two-by, uh, a double-by. This is a little bit different of a tournament. I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm not sure they've had the same format for three years in a row. But now there's other teams in it. First of all, it used to be not everybody made the team. Not everybody mm -hmm. made it. You used to only had to win two games, and you could, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, two top teams would uh, get double buys. You only had to win two ball games. But now there's all these days off, right? Mm -hmm. You get a Tuesday game, then there's Wednesdays off, Thursday's game, and then Friday's off, and then you play three in a row. So it's interesting. What do you guys think? Uh, because I, I'm not sure which way I would go because, you know, do you want to play – you know, so say South Alabama, for example, is playing Georgia Southern. Uh, Dave Reigert from JMU did the, what the bracket would look like if it was now before Wednesday and Friday's game. Would you want to play a team that has already played a game or would you want to play a team that has not played a game just like you? South Alabama and Georgia Southern will be off from Friday one week to Thursday the next. If you move up a seed, uh, South Alabama could be playing one of those teams that played on Tuesday. And it's not like they're playing back to back days, so they're not going to be that tired. You got, am I making sense? Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, if I don't care who we play, right? Because I like Marshall's stamina against anybody in the league. I don't care if you're sure. rested or not. We can run you up and down the court and win if that's the type of ball game you want to play. Marshall struggles when we play against teams that want to slow it down, yeah. that like to work it inside, that like to get our bigs in foul trouble. That's kind of the Achilles heel for this team. 
we're a run and gun, fast paced type team. And you've seen, if you look at the Marshall schedule, you'll go, okay, who is the biggest, like, I can't believe these two teams gave them fits. And it was Georgia Southern twice. You know, we won in a thriller in Huntington just last week. And people would, yeah. people would think, well, that, 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 that shouldn't be that way, but they don't match up well against the herd. So when I saw this preliminary bracket and there they are on our side of the bracket, I thought, great. Something needs to happen. They need to fall or we need to rise or something. But uh, I would I would like to avoid them just because of the matchup. But if if you want to get into a run-and-gun type ball game, a fast-paced ball game, I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody in the league. Really, and I every, think we can. Everything KD said, but I will add that uh, Marshall has largely beaten itself in some yeah. of these games that they've lost. And it's been uh, poor shot selection, shots just not falling. Uh, less than 50% or right around 50% from the free throw line. And sometimes I'm posting out some of these halftime stats or the end of the game stats, and we've gotten beaten on the boards by 21 uh, due to foul trouble of our bigs. We've uh, hit 53% of our free throws, missing like 15 of them, all of that sort of thing. And we have a six-point loss. So if that doesn't tell you how dangerous this team is, that all of those things have to go on just for us to be beaten in a close game. Uh, when we're on, we're tough. And there's a lot of tough teams in this league, but Marshall is one of those that I think any coach would tell you is absolutely dangerous. When they're hitting their threes, they are on. So that's a good way to talk about it because one of the teams that wants to get up and down is Louisiana. And though it ended up being a 10-point game, that game wasn't close five minutes in. Was Marshall a little bit too psyched out? They were playing in front of a big crowd on the road. Uh, I think Kinsey may have gotten into foul trouble, but still ended up with a bunch of points at the end. What happened in that ball game? Because it, it, it went poorly really quickly out of the gates for Marshall. So what happened was it had, it had nothing to do with the environment. It was the scoring. It was Kinsey and everybody else. Andy Taylor famously had one of the worst games he'd had in a herd yeah, uniform. Right. Cam Kerfman kind of the same way. They got our bigs in trouble, uh, foul trouble. Jordan Brown in that game goes for 26 and 20, you know, right. and, and Marshall gets out rebounded like yeah. a About huge 21. disparity. Yeah. yeah. So it was Kinsey scored. Kinsey put up 28 in that game and Taylor struggled. Cam Kerfman struggled. Nobody else really was able to do anything offensively for the herd, but what that did was we talked about this on our show just this past week that ignited Andy Taylor in a way that, you know, we hadn't seen yet. I mean, he's a great right. player, but he just started scoring. The shot started falling after that Louisiana game. He goes on to get an SBC player of the week award. He gets a national a Lou Henson national player of the week award. I mean, he catches fire. So that's what it was. Marshall wasn't able to hit the shots in that game against Louisiana. It was just a rough one. The shots weren't falling. Right. And, and that's basically all it was. I mean, Louisiana's good. Again, I said this on right. our show. I'm not going right. to take it away from them. But well. Mar if, if if Marshall rebounds a little better and has a few shots fall, if Andy Taylor and Kerfman have an average game, Marshall wins that game. That's what it was. Go Kerfman, ahead, had, Kerfman had zero shots in the first half. Zero shots. He's your guy that – no, wait. Am I thinking of the wrong game? No, I think that is the game. Okay. Uh, yeah, he had zero shots in the first half, and he's the guy that really can, when he's on, I mean, he's shooting over 40% from three, mm -hmm. but he shoots a lot of threes. I'm not sure if he's number one in the uh, Sun Belt in threes taken, but he's got to be up there. Some some games he's shooting 15 threes a game. And uh, Texas State, he made his first seven in the first half. So 
you can just really, really, really score in bunches with him getting the ball. He had zero shots in that game. So it was just an atypical game. And let's face it, you're going to have one of those during Mm -hmm. the season. Right. Right. You just don't want to have it at tournament time. It was unfortunate that it happened in a game that was billed against two top player of the year candidates. That was, but still, Kinsey still went out and performed. So that that part of the story held true. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to overcome. In the Sun Belt, tough to overcome someone having 26 and 20. That's about as good a performance as you can have uh, in the tip of the cap uh, to Jordan Brown. All right, Russ, what is coming up on uh, the Thundercast? How often do you guys do the show, and where can people find it? Well, we do a weekly show, and our show is not just about uh, the big sports, football, basketball. We cover every single athletic uh, sport, every team here at Marshall. Uh, we generally, uh, during the season, you can find these, you know, Monday to Wednesday, and we're, we're trying to get these out every Monday right now. Uh, but you can find us, uh, at Thundercast underscore pod for us on Twitter, and it will have all of our links to our YouTube channel. If you want to watch it in, uh, in video and it'll have, we're on every single platform for audio streaming that you can Spotify, Google, Apple, tune in all of those. So uh, if you just go over to find us on Twitter, that'd be the best way we can, we have everything right there. Quickly, KD, uh, baseball team is off to a good start. A weekend uh, series sweep. Are they supposed to be any good? What's uh, what's up out of Marshall baseball? Sure. Hoping so. We don't know what we have yet. It's a new coach. It's a new era. I mean, all the way around Sunbelt baseball we have learned is basically a religion and uh, conference USA was pretty strong but definitely not up to the level of Sunbelt Baseball. We've got ways to go. We're building a ballpark, famously, that people um, have been talking about. Marshall does not have a home field. It's being built right now, hoping to open spring of 2024. Um, But 3-0 is a great way to start out the new era, both in the Sunbelt and the Greg Beals head coaching era. So we're pumped for it. We're excited to see the trajectory of this team. Let's hope we can just be a little bit more competitive in the Sunbelt. So then let the rest of us know, is this going to be a big ballpark to help out the pitchers? Or is this, is Huntington in the mountains? Is the ball going to carry? Because that's going to be an issue for some of the pitchers. It's yeah, right more, on, It's right on the river. More and, on the river. Uh, yeah, okay. it's it's right on the river. And uh, Huntington is situated on the border. That river is on the border of Kentucky and Ohio. So it's more yeah. lower lower uh, uh, Got it. level right. than, than up in the mountains on the eastern side of the state. But... Uh, the dimensions, if they have been finalized, I don't think they are out for the public yet. Um, so, but you know what they are, don't you, Russ? Sounds like you know what they are. They haven't been put out for the public yet. <laughs> <You> don't <laughs> not know what they are. <laughs> um, but I, I would, uh, I would say that that would be something that Marshall wants to release and put out there as part of this. So I, I wouldn't even begin to speculate, Dave, on yeah. on what those dimensions are. Well, I'm speculating that you know what the dimensions are, but you're holding back. I, I can appreciate that. He's Russ. He's KD there. Uh, Thundercast, really appreciate your time for helping on Locked On Sunbelt. Hope you guys uh, you guys aren't coming to the uh, Sunbelt Conference Tournament down here in Pensacola. Love to have you. There's no snow in Pensacola, just to let you know. Wish I could. I'll be at a work uh, annual uh, sales uh, meeting uh, for the first part of that. And uh, I've I've got three kids at home, and I can't leave the wife uh, for that that important of a weekend to to fly down to that. 
No, and even though it's only a six-hour drive for me, I'm just outside of Tampa, so there's no oh. there's no snow here either. But no, I oh. won't be able to make it either. Uh, we're okay. planning our events for the spring and uh, trying to get some things together. So we'll have some news coming out about that on the Thundercast. And Dave, uh, I'm I'm gonna take this opportunity to say if you're ever in Huntington uh, to catch a game or whatever. We have a huge tailgate if you're in for football season. You'll always oh, be nice. welcome. Come by and see us. We'll get your belly full. We'll get you something good to drink, and we'll go have a great time at a herd football game. Fantastic. He's Russ. He's KD there, the Thundercast. Really appreciate you guys coming on Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. We'll do it again soon. Thank you so much. Later. Thanks.